You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Seven, Muscle Mountain, double delight. Back on the inside, Majestic Man, Elder Baron Zeus to the outside. Muscle Mountain lets down by two. Double delight, Majestic Man, Artie by the hill. Elder Baron Zeus can't get them. Oh, Muscle Mountain back in the city of sales and he shows his strength and power again. Look at him get away. Muscle Mountain, big win. Majestic Man, it's a good, good name for a good horse. He's a terrific square gator, Chris. And he's just a winning machine at the moment, Muscle Mountain. Will he take care of most of these tonight? Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Oh, I've got no doubt he's the horse to beat. He's fives on with Tab right now. He's twenty. so if you like the uh, the short odds and you're a thrill seeker, this one's for you tonight. He's the best trotter in New Zealand now that Sunday Sun has been retired. So uh, he's taking all before him. He was able to take out the feature last week, and he looks like he's got this feature tonight, the National Trot, at his mercy after he lands gate one. The Aussie invader, Aldebaran Zeus. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they sort of chance their arm and test Muscle Mountain early. He's at $8, and then we're going out to double the figures. So it's all about Muscle Mountain there. In the Messenger tonight, Steve, which is race four, copy that. He's seventy, looking to bounce back after he was overpowered late last week behind Akuta. Self-assured, two sixty. And the Aussie invader there is Better Eclipse. He's at $5. So they're going to be good races tonight. They come through nice and early. Race for the Messenger. That's the pacing race at 5.37. And that trot race at 10 past 6. Chris Alford's driving, isn't he? Yes, he is. Mm. Yes, he is. It's been a busy weekend for Chris. Yes. Jared Daffy's Indeed. with us, Chris. Jared, welcome back. Thanks, Chris. It's been a while. Just on those two yes. races, you mentioned uh, uh, race five, number one. Muscle Mountain is a dollar twenty, but there's been a pretty good move in the Messenger, which is race four on the program, at five thirty-seven Eastern Standard Time, and it's been self-assured, open to two ninety into two sixty. Copy that, uh, drawn just inside at one sixty-five out to one seventy. And you did mention Better Eclipse; it's a five-dollar pop, but the money clearly with self-assured there. Okay, it will be interesting to see if self-assured. Um, eyes off a, a possibility of heading to Brisbane for our carnival in July. The Constellations, races like the Garrard Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks are fake. So I'm not ruling it out, so we'll pay close attention to him tonight. He's got the Orphan Cup coming up next month. And just on the Queensland Carnival with this meeting tonight, copy that. He's likely to head back to Brisbane. But a couple of trotters in race number six. This is a feature event, the three-year-old million final. Uh, Southern Diamond. And Halberg, both prepared by Barry Purden. We know Barry's headed our way with Merle and his star pacing cold. But don't be shocked if these horses, Southern Diamond and Halberg, make their way to Brisbane as well. We've got that new trotting feature, the Great Square. It's worth $150,000. So we'll keep an eye on them as well. And Double Delight, who's up against Muscle Mountain. She ran a beauty last week behind Muscle Mountain, finishing third. She's another one that's eligible for that Great Square. So there might be a few to keep an eye on tonight, just with a viewpoint to our carnival coming up in July. So we'll watch with interest there. Gloucester Park tonight, Jared. We'll start there, and we've got a feature race coming up as race number five. This one for the two-year-olds as well. So your lead is going to be all important here. The favourite is two rock and roll train, $2.80. Uh, we've got Manhattan Moon, three ten, five fifty about Better Arcade. Uh, then we've got seven fifty for Bet the House and Ideal Muscle. Can you give us a lead here in the two-year-old feature? 
I can. Uh, if you're looking at the tab app or the website, forget about the first fluctuation that you see because there was a pretty important uh, scratching here. Ten to the dozen came out. It was a long odds on pop. Uh, 33 cents in the dollar came out, Chris. Subsequent to that, uh, we've had a decent move for number five here, Manhattan move. Uh, Manhattan Moon, sorry, was 4.40 after that news that 10 to the dozen was out. It's now into $3.10. Rock and Roll Train did open the favourite in the revamp market at 2.60. It's getting out to 2.80. Uh, Bet the House and Ideal Muscle both at 7.50. But the money clearly with number five there, Manhattan Moon. Okay, and that scratching is important because they have secured a flight and that horse that scratched from tonight's feature goes around tomorrow night in Sydney. So we'll talk about that in just a moment because tomorrow night in Sydney, they've got their APG Gold Bullion finals night. There's a host of features there, Jared. I think there's up to uh, at least six races that are mm. feature events carrying really good prize money. And again, this is going to be all important with a Queensland viewpoint. We'll start with race three, the three-year-old fillies. We know this filly really well, Jewel Melody. She took all before her last season here in Queensland. She's $1.70. She won her heat on Monday. She goes around odds on, peaceful at two twenty-five, And then we're looking at Promised Land at $7. So is it a two-horse race? Yes. Uh, however, uh, this favourite, Jewel Melody, has been pretty easy in the market, Chris, from the good barrier, 160 out to 170 the second elect, it's closing in uh, price-wise, peaceful. It opened at 240. It's now to 225. So, obviously, punters happy to be with it. Um, it's dried up at the 225, but a pretty stable market there at 172.25. A little bit of interest in uh, promised land at seven dollars, but money clearly with peaceful there. Okay, and that's going to be interesting to see what her future plans are as well. Peaceful. Does she remain on the east coast and target a few? features including the Queensland Oaks or does she head west and uh, join a stable over there in Perth and get set for the WA Oaks which is worth a fair chunk of money so uh, that will be interesting to follow. Race four tomorrow night in Sydney this is the three-year-old Colts and Geldings feature clear favourite here Sweetheart Bart drawn the ace he's at $1.35 and the only other runner that's in the market is the stable mate Don Hugo 270 so is it all about the favourite? It is. Uh, Sweetheart Bart opened at 145, quickly got into 135. It hasn't moved since then. The stable mate Don Hugo, decent drift outwards, 230 out to $2.70. So whilst those two command, well, more than 100% of the market, the money clearly with number one there, Sweetheart Bart, currently at 135. OK. Uh, let's move to race number five. This is the two-year-old Phillies final. And we've got a clear favourite here, and I believe the Victorian, $1.75. The West Aussie filly, exceptional armour at three twenty, And then we're going to Eureka Joe, eight fifty, And the Queenslander, who's unbeaten three for three, more sass, $9. Yeah, well, you're getting a big price for an unbeaten runner, aren't you? But uh, again, it's the favourite now. Uh, I believe did open at 185 on Wednesday. We had a couple of these up earlier than some of the other features. It was 185, then it's into 175. There has been some uh, interest in exceptional armour, 370 into 320. Obviously, with the two faves starting to toughen up, everything else is out the gate. But uh, for the purposes of something on top, clearly number six there, I believe. OK, race six, the APG four-year-old uh, Entires and Geldings final. My ultimate Ronnie, he's another one that comes up with the, uh, the ideal draw gate one. He's forty. Could he be a possible rising sun contender? He's expected to dominate here. Lightning Dan next best, $3. 
And then we're out to a much longer odds. So it's all about my ultimate running by the look of it. Mm, another race where two runners only um, completely dominate the market. My ultimate Ronnie has been the mover. Open 155, got into 140 on, well, that was yesterday, and has remained that way. Lightning Dan still at $3. Quite clearly, uh, the rest are massive prices now. Some have gone right out in the market. Um, as you mentioned there, you know, a lot of uh, 34, 50, 100 to 1 pops. But a race in two. The punters, uh, or the tab suggested, but a race in one for punters, number one, my ultimate, Ronnie. Okay, race seven. This is the two-year-old Colts and Gildings final. The Victorian Storm Rider, the favourite. He's unbeaten, $1.60. Uh, Ten to the dozen. The Perth horse makes the trek across. He's at four twenty, so he's right in the mix here. Uh, we've got eight fifty for Wardan Buddy. $11 Soho Spectra. And the Queenslander, Iron Clad, who's got Gade 1 Grand Dixon, $26. So... What's the best push here for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings? Now, this is interesting because the first three in the market, all under $10, are all drifters. Now, nothing major, uh, but they've chipped away at a few roughies here. Stormy, uh, Storm Rider has been 155 out to 160, 10 to the dozen, 4 to 420, and Wardan Buddy, 750 to 850. A couple that have been specced at a big price. Number eight, Dashing. Uh, open 34, was into 15 very early this morning. It's now a $13 pop, so it's basically a third of what it was. And the other one is the one underneath it, number nine, Soho Spectre. Opened at 23, it's into $11. So um, that's a leg of the quaddy, et cetera. If you're looking for to take quaddies, trifectas, first fours or whatever, definitely look at throwing those roughies in because there's been good specking for them in a terrific race. So race seven, number eight, Dashing. Race seven, number nine, Soho Spectre. Okay, so numbers eight and nine there. Good, uh, good speaking. That promises to be the best race on the card tomorrow night. The two-year-old Colts and Gildings final race number eight. The two-year-old Trotters line up here, and the favourite is the Queenslander. I'll repeat that: two-year-old Trotters. The Queenslander is the favourite. Agent Black two seventy. He was able to win his heat, and he is expected to go very close again here. Star of Patrick up from Victoria three sixty. The Fiery Sunset four forty. And another Victorian, number two, Stately Salome, at $5. So the Queenslander, is he attracting good support? Two right he is. Now, when this market first went up, Agent Black was the third favourite. Star of Patrick was 290 The Fiery Sunset was 4 Agent Black was 420 As you mentioned, now into $2.70, Agent Black, and clear favourite. Star of Patrick, 290 out to 360 The Fiery Sunset, 4 out to 440 And Stately um, Salome? Selling yep. me, uh, four sixty out to five dollars. So money clearly with the Queenslander there, Agent Black. Okay, let's hope that he can get the job done tomorrow night down there. And the other feature tomorrow night, the last of the features, the four-year-old mares. We've got a, a very short favourite here, Jared, in the mm. grid. A dollar oh four. Is it just multi-action here? Yeah, it is. When when they're that short, Chris, when they open up, you you don't see any uh, anyone prepared to take the short odds until race day. What I'm always on the lookout for is are they specking anything at all uh, to beat the shorty? No. Dollar uh, 04. So that's uh, that's going to be a, ma- a banker, I would suggest, for most tomorrow tomorrow night or any across any sporting racing events for the day. Dollar 04, Madrid. Okay. Speaking of shorties, we've got a couple of races to focus on for Albion Park tomorrow night. 11 races on the card. Let's go straight to race six. Hot and treacherous. He's a... Uh, an expensive purchase from New Zealand. He's had two local runs. He's yet to yet to hit the board. So he's a dollar forty. A punter's getting around him tomorrow night, Jared. 
Yes, punters think he'll hit the board tomorrow night in first place. Opened at 155. This market went up uh, on Wednesday as well. So it's been there for a couple of days now, Chris. Into 140. Can't find anything else there that uh, there's even the remotest part of interest in. So looks like uh, Hot and Treacherous expected to get the win. Okay, and the other race of interest is race 10. This is a stand-start race. So we're starting to see more and more of these open-class stand-start races building towards the big Reckliff Cup, and that's not all that far away. Tomorrow night, I'll go down the page here. Surface 3.20, Swaggy Shannon 26, Kid Montana 14, Miracle Moose first up from Perth. He's at $5, Star Gallery at 12, Feeling for a Rainbow 9, Warfare 14, Mac Da Vinci 2.20, Jonah Jones 34. Can you give us a lead here? Anytime there's a standing start race anywhere in Australia, there's always a lot of early activity, Chris. Um, you know, those that think they've got it all sussed out. That hasn't been the case here. Uh, Mac Da Vinci opened at two twenty, still at $2.20. Miracle Moose, a little drift, 488 to 5. And the other one, well and truly in the market, is Surface uh, from Barrier 1, 38 to 3.20. The one that has had really good specking, is number three, Kid Montana. Now, it opened at 26, got into 16, and this morning updates at 14. So perhaps there might be an upset on the cards there with good support for the roughy, Kid Montana. Yeah, you can make a case for quite a few in that race, so that promises to be very competitive. Just with that early interest in these stand-start races, are, are they close to the mark when they go early, the punters? Uh, they're deadly. They're deadly. Yeah. Um, prop, well, we see a lot more of them... Um, Probably in Victoria, I suppose. Although, you know, they're, they're on the on the back foot now, aren't they? Standing starts, even some of those feature cup races, we don't uh, have standing starts anymore. But um, you know, the form students normally launch into these markets once they know. So, as I said, I'm always on the lookout. You'll get two or three at a price that firm up. Uh, the only one here, Kid Montana, and the other thing too, of course, is that Mac Da Vinci has held its place in the market at $2.20. There's been no movement either way. So looks like the prices that we've currently got on offer are pretty much what everybody's in agreement with. Okay. Uh, for those wondering, the main race at Melton tomorrow night, named after one of the all-time greats in Golden Rain, it's the free-for-all. It's race five. We've got a very important scratching in better isolate. He was going to be one of the, the major players. The favourite there is AG's White Sox, and he's born again this former Kiwi pacer. He's in terrific form. 360, 464 Supreme Dominator, and then we're going to $8 for Le Captain and Max Delight, $9 Seb's Choice Code Bailey. So that looks like it's going to be a pretty good betting race, that one. Race 5 tomorrow night at Melton Jared. Yeah, you're right. I don't know when it was, uh, but I was at Cranbourne the night Golden Rain won the Cranbourne Cup. Uh, the first one or the second or, one? Or it might have been the day. I was there for both. might have been day oh, meetings. And I think they used to race on Mondays. It was mm. always a huge day, but obviously it's all changed around now. But uh, he was a terrific horse, Golden Rain. Yeah, too right, too right. Uh, so if you can steer us into a few winners with market movers, what are we looking at for the weekend's features? We are looking, uh, and they're all tomorrow night at Albion Park, race six, number one, hot and, tre uh, hot and, uh, hot and treacherous. Good luck to the caller saying that. It's a dollar forty pop. Then at Menangle, we've got three there. Uh, well, forget about Madrid. It's a dollar four. But if you wanted to put some icing on the cake, by all means, uh, you're welcome to take that. But race four, number one, one sweetheart Bart, dollar thirty-five. Race four, number one, my ultimate Ronnie, a dollar forty. And race eight, number seven, as I said, uh, big move here for the Queenslander, Agent Black, 4.20 into 2.70.
Okay, so that's hot and treacherous into uh, what was race four number one? Uh, Sweetheart, Sweetheart Bart. Bart. Yeah, then my ultimate Ronnie Agent Black. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Jared, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Uh, but more importantly, before I go, is there something at Albion Park today for me? I need to get a bank for the weekend. Um, yeah, I think the former Kiwi Mo Sislak can score. He looked good in a recent trial. He comes across from the North Island of New Zealand, and he raced some pretty nice horses over there, one of which has now found his way to Queensland, and he's aiming towards the Derby. So I think he's got the right form. I think he finds the right race. So I think he'll go very close. Race seven, number nine, Mo Sislak. Race seven, number nine, Mo Sislak, currently $2.40. I've got a quick one for you to do some homework on. Given that we've got um, some Australians, uh, Australian horses going around at, uh, at um, where are we in Tassie tonight? Not Addington. Auckland. Other place. Is it Alexandra Auckland? Park. Alexandra Park. Yep. How much does it cost to fly a horse to New Zealand or the other way around? Uh, I, I don't think you're getting too much change out of 10. Gee whiz. So you've got to think you're a winning hope when you go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're buying one from New Zealand, you want to make sure it's going to do a job for you as well. So, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When okay. you add up all the all the airfares and and registration fees and that, I don't think you're getting too much change out of ten. Okay. So, interesting. Hey, we'll talk next week, and I'll, I want to start pressing uh, with these feature races that we've got coming up. Our Constellations Carnival, not all that far away. We're about to go no. into May, so. These features are going to be here before you know it. So I know the markets are up. So we'll delve into them a little deeper next week. Not a drama. Thanks, hey, guys. Awesome. Gay Waterhouse pressure on you, Jared. When I had her on this morning, I said that you recommended Kerman's. So if she goes there and has a dodgy burger, it's oh, on really? you. No, she won't get a dodgy burger. <laughs> right, Don't worry about fair that. Enough. She's going to Warnable now, is she? No, she's not going. She's got a babysit. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, Kerman's online. Well, if I, if I had little kids <laughs> and I had a babysit, I'd take them. Take them down, Gay. Yeah, Kate's listening. going over to Royal Ascot there, do some fashion stuff, so she's going to mind the grandkids, so she's not going okay. this year. All right. Thanks, Jared. See you, guys. Jared Thanks, Jared. Just before Chris rejoins us, just Ipswich getting close. David Fowler calling this meeting. Of course, nine minutes wait. Mr. Galazi is $1.80 in the first, and number three, Thora, three thirty five fifty. You're too good, number six, and seven, Royal Nicky at eight fifty. One eighty. Um, Mr. Galazi for the first at Ipswich. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Steve. We've got Ryan Spice joining us now before this first race comes through from Ipswich. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. We've just gone through all the markets, and I mentioned there that uh, Better Isolate, a very important scratching from the Golden Rain free-for-all. You're one of the co-owners of this horse. Is it is it something serious or just a little minor hiccup? Uh, no, nothing too serious at all. The stable were just reporting they felt a bit flat this week, so they were wrapping him in cotton wool again. Are we likely to see him here during our carnival in July? Uh, Chris, I've got my fingers crossed, but we will wait and see. Okay. Where do we find your best bet this weekend? Are we going Brisbane or are we going Sydney? Chris, really looking forward to the Menangle card with the APG finals, and there's a really strong sprinkling of Queensland flavour down there. So, yeah, I'm happy to give you a push for a few at Menangle. Okay. Well, let's dive into it. Where do we go first with your best bet? Um, the horse I'm really keen to back is in the two-year-old Phillies final. Uh, the Nathan Jack trained Amanda Turnbull driven, I believe, currently a dollar seventy-five with Tab. I do think that's rock bottom. Let's wait for it to get out a bit, and if she gets out to around even money, I think she's a great bet. 
Okay, so that's race five, number six, I believe, in the two-year-old Phillies final. Where else do you want to look at tomorrow night in Sydney? Chris, in race two, I'm keen to, again, be patient, but back one of the Queensland horses. We have the really exciting Speak the Truth taking on uh, up to 95 rating field. He was excellent first up, as we all know. He ran quick time. Draws nice and low for this event. Adam Sanderson can probably just be patient and, and find a spot. If his first up effort hasn't flattened him and if he's travelled well, I think he can handle them. OK, so that's race two, number three, Speak the Truth. We spoke with co-trainer yesterday, Scott Miller. He was happy with the way he's handled the trip south, so that's a good sign. Race two, number three. Is there another one in Sydney? Uh, Chris, if anyone's looking just for a bit of a, a multi-anchor to run a couple together, I can't see how either in Brisbane, Hot and Treacherous gets beat in his race, so he's race six, number one, at $1. forty. And the other really key banker for me for the weekend is in the four-year-old boys final. Miles McRoney, he's forty as well. Um, yeah, I don't think Lightning Dan can get near him. OK, so that's 6-1, Albion Park, Hot and Treacherous, 6-1, Menangle, my ultimate Ronnie. I'm glad you raised him because I want to ask you the question. Rising Sun, that's one of our uh, key features during the Constellations. It's on the first night of the Carnival. Does my ultimate Ronnie, has he done enough to... To, to warrant an invite to the Rising Sun? Chris, he probably hasn't done enough to warrant uh, an invite as such, but I think he's the type of horse that would add excellent depth to the race. If he drew well, he'd be a, a really strong player. OK. That's race six, number one, my ultimate Ronnie, so I suppose if he wins that race tomorrow night, that, that certainly enhances his uh, chances of getting an invite, but the bottom line, he's going to be in the field if they nominate. Yeah, absolutely. He, he can't miss out. OK, excellent stuff. I really appreciate it this morning, Ryan. Good luck over the weekend. We'll talk again next week. Cheers, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us now. Joining us from Albion Park, new to the airwaves, Edgar Patterson. He's been at Albion Park now since the start of the year. He made the trek across from New Zealand. He's taken up uh, his role there at Albion Park, handles all the social media stuff for the club. And he's a keen form student, so he makes his debut on mobile rolling this morning. Edgar, appreciate the time. <laughs> G'day, mate. Pleasure to be on the show. Now, tell me, are you a North Islander or a South Islander? I am a South Islander. I'm from a little town called Lincoln, uh, which is south of Christchurch. So, yeah, no, it's a good wee spot. Okay, so you're a Canterbury Crusader, man. How long have you been here in Brisbane now? Uh, it's coming up about three months, so... Uh, or maybe about four. We came here at the end of January. So, yeah, it's, it was certainly really hot. It was like 35 degrees most days. And I was like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? But thankfully, it's cooling down now. <laughs> All right. Well, the action at the track starting to heat up. The carnival's fast approaching, as I just mentioned there. You must be looking forward to your first constellations. Yes. Yes, I am. I've always been sort of a you know, watching on TV from New Zealand and just sort of in awe at some of the action that we see on the track. So it's going to be cool to see it in person and obviously we'll get some interviews with some of the trainers and drivers. So, yeah, it'll be good to get stuck in. All right. Well, as I said, uh, you're a keen form man. So have you given us a best bet? What is your best bet tomorrow night at Albion Park? Well, I think I heard you talking to Ryan just before, but it'd have to be hot and treacherous. Um and I think he wins by about four or five metres on the line. Um, if they do a nice quick sort of quarter down the back there, and he should be able to sustain it into the late four. So I think he should be absolutely a multi-anchor, and he should be winning on uh, Saturday night and obviously be a big threat in the carnivals.
Okay, so that's race six, number one, hot and treacherous. You put up your tips on the, the social media platforms on Saturday. So there's more to come if we check in with the other uh, social media sites tomorrow. Yep, yep. There will be uh, two other tips there that I put up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. That usually goes up about 10 a.m. on the Saturday morning. Um, if you are looking to have a wee punt in New Zealand, though, I do have one that I don't I don't mind um, at Invercargill on the Saturday. I'm not too sure if the TAB will let us punt on that, though, because sometimes they only go up to the first sort of five races. But um, it's one called Jovial J, the speedy wee uh, gelding. Um, he settled last in a very strong field last start, and he zoomed home down the outside to run into fourth, and he comes back in class. So he's good following a helmet, uh, but he does have plenty of speed, and obviously Matty Williamson doing the driving, he gives him every every chance. So, yeah, don't, don't mind having a wee go there. Okay, so Jovial Joe, that's in race eight tomorrow at uh, Invercargill, and he is going to be number four. So race eight, number four. We've got some big races coming through from Auckland tonight. Have you cast your eye on the form there? <laughs> Yeah, I've done a wee bit of the form. Um, it's obviously a wee bit of a tricky sort of um, punting meeting, I'd have to say, because I don't really see any value anywhere on the card. So, um, you know, it's obviously we've got the Tell big two group. Yeah. Does copy that bounce back, or do you think self-assured gets him tonight? Well, I think he deserves every chance to bounce back. You know, everyone sort of goes, oh, he's got beat over the mile, but, you know, he's got he was absolutely prepared for that, uh, the race by Grins and, Man, he was good then, so I don't know. You just And the longer the trip, I sort of fancy him a bit more, and he just seems to love racing Alex Park. So I would definitely definitely say he can win, um, but it's just a really tricky race. I don't mind actually better Eclipse, eh? Now I'm over in Australia. <laughs> I might be switching sides here, but I think better Eclipse last start proved he's going to be a bowl chance, especially drawn inside them this week. Yeah, it's a good push. Race four, number three, better Eclipse there. $5 a dollar ninety for a top two finish there. So... Yeah, we might uh, we might have something on him and just prove that you can change a kiwi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd never change from buddy supporting the All Blacks. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Hey, good to have you on. We'll see you trackside later today and again tomorrow night. We'll follow the uh, the social media platforms as well. Yeah, and just a quick little push. Um, the Constellations hospitality packages are now, are now available on our website. So. If you guys want to get your tickets, head along to the Albion Park website and uh, we look forward to hosting everyone at the creek. Excellent. See you later. Thanks, mate. There's Edgar Patterson from Albion Park. So nine events later today, starting after 2, 11 tomorrow night, Steve. Back to Chris. Thanks, Steve. Darren Clayton is about to join us now to give us his thoughts for the big 11-event program tomorrow night at Albion Park. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are we today? Very well. We've heard everyone tip hot and treacherous tomorrow night. He's a dollar forty with Tab, and as it stands, that's probably value because everyone expects him to absolutely dominate tomorrow night. So, my question to you is: He the lock of all locks tomorrow night, hot and treacherous? Yeah, he certainly appears that way. He's come up with the gun gate. He's, um, you know, his first start in Queensland, he had to clash with Turn It Up and he wasn't beaten far. He was about seven metres away on that occasion. And then last week, just a victim of circumstances, ended up three back the inside from uh, the inside second line gate. So he gets up to gate one today. As we mentioned last week, he um, he goes from he went from open company back to sort of band two to four. He's 
really pretty well assessed as a band three so he can win again tomorrow and win the same st type of race same conditions uh, again before he reaches open company so uh, they might get a, a few free hits there with hot and treacherous yeah, it certainly looks that way, and I think it's a free hit for punters tomorrow night. That's race six. That means it's the first leg of the tab treble, and it's the second leg of the quaddy, so we can go skinny there with race six, number one. What about that 10th race, stand start? We're seeing more and more of these as we start to build towards the Reckless Cup. The flashing red won't be too far away. This looks really difficult. You can make cases for most, if not all. Mac Da Vinci favourite 220. How do you see it? Yeah, I think you'd be... Um, well, I know I won't be jumping into 220 for Mac Da Vinci, that's for sure. He comes up with 20 metres and, um, you know, he's facing the standing start for the first time. So uh, over 2,100, I don't think that's something that's really enticing me in. I think uh, the effort of Surface was good last week. He was another one. Um, it's sort of hard to line up. We've got a lot of horses sort of coming for their first... Or, or limited exposure from the from the standing start. Surface was one of them. He was a bit sketchy in the early stages. He settled down into a pace, followed the leader, and um, he was behind the leader. LL Cool J, who went on to win that race last week, was three back defence. Brendan Barnes opted to angle off at about the 400, and as soon as he pulled wider, Surface was was out of gas, and he just sort of faded out. I think tomorrow's race, back to 2100, uh, of course last week was the 13 furlongs, the 26, he'll be much better suited. So um, I'll be I'll be keen on his chances tomorrow night's surface. Kid Montana, we've seen him uh, firm up in that tab market. He is one that, um, again, limited standing start experience, but with Lola Wiedemann back with uh, the king of the tapes, so, or the queen of the tapes, she'll... He'll be pr pretty hard to uh, hold out there, you'd expect, if he steps cleanly. Um, Swaggy Shannon, we mentioned him last week, thought he was mm. uh, a bit of a knockout hope. Didn't really go his way there last week. He's another one that I think will be better suited back to the 2100. If Surface steps cleanly, they drop straight in behind on Swaggy Shannon. I'll give him a knockout hope at, uh, at a bit of value again. So... Um, that's sort of the way I'll be playing it. But, yeah, definitely not keen, Mac Da Vinci. Certainly the best horse in the race, but those factors against him. OK, what about Miracle Moose? I'm keen on your thoughts here. He's been placed in a WA Pacing Cup. Looked good in that trial the other day. This is going to be a step up, no doubt. But were you interested looking at his form lines recently? Yeah, I was going through them. I didn't know what to take out of or out of the, the trial he put in. Um, when he came over, um, he was first up in probably three months going into that trial. Um, both the two paces in that race, it was all three paces. It was him, Tim's a trooper, and uh, one of the Wiedemann runners um, in that trial, and um, they were all off the off the front tape, so they got a good break. <coughs> excuse me on the uh, on the trotters in the trial. Came home um, twenty eight and changed the last quarter. Yeah, I, I think he'll be. It will certainly take benefit from tomorrow night's run, but yeah, not. Uh, I'll be keen just to watch him for a run or two, just to see how he measures up to uh, to the racing pattern here, because obviously Gloucester Park can uh, can be quite different in in how they attack their races. Yeah, no doubt. Interesting race there, race ten. The other key race for mine is race nine tomorrow night. This is the Alderman Tools three-year-old pace. Good prize money up the grabs. Many of these three-year-olds are going to be aiming up, shaping up for some of these better races in the next couple of months. So 
How do you see race nine? And do you think for real live, because he's got gate two, will start the favourite? Uh, yeah, I think he will. Um, he's trialled super, but um, to be fair, wasn't a, a great deal of depth in that trial. He only did what he had to. He was a mile out in front. Um, his time was, was fair in that trial. Um, interesting hearing the thoughts of Trent Dawson the other day on, on what he th sort of thought had happened to the horse after he came back for that one one run um, earlier in the season. Um, yeah, I'm prepared to take him on purely off the fact that uh, there's a couple of these going well enough with the uh, race fitness advantage and I'm keen on Whisper Secret again. Uh, I was keen on him last week, was a bit surprised when Chantel opted to take the drive on him last week. She drives him again this week with Pete sticking with Elder Magician but uh, you look into that, she's driven Whisper Secret four times now, one on him three times so she's developed a good affinity with this guy and um, if there's a good bit of tempo in this race, just not sure who can take it up to feel for real life. If he's allowed to just roll in front, he might just get the opportunity to pinch it. But uh, if, if something puts it to, to for real life, I'm really keen that Whisperer Secret has the, the fitness edge. And off speed, I think he looks a really nice type. So, um, yeah, I'm sticking with him. Regazzo de Tilly should get a nice run in behind the speed there. Um, just lets for real life go and then just sits on him. He can certainly be a, a knockout hope, that's for sure. He's going well enough. And uh, Apollo Dream's keen to see what he can do first up. Another these three wins from four starts. Yeah, it's a deep race, race number nine tomorrow night. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night, Darren? You know, I think we have to be a little bit patient Chris and um, I'm going to go rolling in the deep here and come up with number uh, race 11 number 6 Adele um, she's been super since she's arrived with Jack Butler going for a hat trick here um, at just her fourth start in Queensland first up she looked like she would take benefit from the run she did was a good winner um, second up and then last time out um, she her last 800 uh, I've been trying to go through this, but I'm pretty sure it's be one of the one-off, if not the fastest last 800 ever recorded by a trotter in a race at Albion Park. So I'm halfway through finding that info, but I'm pretty confident that that's the case. You don't see trotters um, break sort of low 57s or mid 56s too often their last 800 which she was able to do so um despite gate six i think she's uh she should be too classy race 11 number six adele okay i'm sure she will have a, a big following there again tomorrow night race 11 number six what about the quaddy tomorrow night we've mentioned hot and treacherous how do we play these other legs yeah so i thought in that uh in that first leg going numbers one, two, and four. Certainly, Mr. McLaren gets his chance, gate two, these semi-finals. They're always tough races, though. Our action man, he'll be, um, he's got the options from gate one. He was a good winner Wednesday night at Redcliffe, and number four, better than a rocket. He's another one that you, you can't dismiss. If the speed's on, just look for him um, powering down the outside. Like we said, we'll anchor hot and treacherous in that second leg. The third leg, race seven, another good race here. Yeah, um, good future race. assured. Yeah, future assured. I've got him on top, but, geez, without a, any great deal of confidence, I just put him on top purely from the barrier draw advantage. Um, classy Washington, this is a horse that just cannot find any luck. He ended his last campaign out of luck when 
uh, Angus Garrard got tipped out of the card and I think he's had about eight or nine starts this campaign and just no luck whatsoever and he cops it again with gate seven and Mildman Byron's the big query for, um, here for Nathan Dawson he's first up he's got a great record 11 start, 11 wins in 23 starts so um, he's had a, a fair trial so certainly can't discount him so we'll go four seven ten uh, in that last leg again a little bit of a tricky one hard to line them up here I've got number one call on me on top again got gets the gate advantage so um, does have good gate speed so if it can dart through hold up and not cop too much pressure she'll be hard to beat throw in Betty's last who's in found her form now one two of a past three will be trailing her Miss Daytona she just keeps grafting out all day she's never too far away and another first timer in Queensland Girls Love Pearls. Number five joins the Daryl Graham stable. Um, certainly she's got good Riverina form, so don't discount her. One, two, five, and eight to bring it home. So that right. gives us the numbers of one, two, four from one, four, seven, ten from one, two, five, and eight for $36 at 100%. All right, perfect. Best bet, race 11, number six, the dashboard. Is that up and available on the RQ website? Yeah, it certainly is. And... Um, We've got that info there, Whisper Secret. Um, Captain Nemo is another one I'm keen on, race three, number 11. Strikes a race where over the 2100 might just um, sort a few of them out. He's got good 2100 form overall and um, did a bit of a dive into his stats. Angus Garrard has driven him three times over the 2100 and been in the money on all three. So um, we'll certainly play him there. Uh, driver to follow, Nathan Dawson. 11 races tomorrow night. It's not often, even on a 10-race card, that you get a driver has a full book. Nathan's got 11 drives tomorrow night. so um, Shane Graham had 11 drives last week. Yeah, he was the driver to follow last week. So uh, he got the, got a few wins there, and as he did the week before. And Nathan this week can, uh, can follow that, hopefully, and get a few wins on the board for us. Just on that Trot Rod series, guys, gee, I enjoyed some of that coverage. I reckon they're getting better with it, with the, the footage and the audio and all that sort of stuff this week. Yeah, it's certainly... Um, it's So what, we've had four heats now, two, two and two, and we've got a new... Uh, I'm not sure what you call it, um, series speed holder, series, series record holder. Um, yeah, that was taken out on Wednesday night, just gone. Another two heats coming this Wednesday. Uh, that'll take us to six heats and then uh, another fortnight before the big final night. So, yeah, it's certainly um, they're trying new things each time and... Um, yeah, it's, it's slowly starting to come together and, and look like the full package. Even the line on the track. Yeah, it's um, it's it's something that they can follow anyway. Mm. Uh, just one quick one for you, Darren. Uh, just tomorrow night in Sydney, good Queensland interest down there with those APG races. Speak the truth steps out. Second up, brilliant first up, fifty-one nine. My ultimate Ronnie deep into the red in that four-year-old Entires and Geldings final. If I put it to you like this, with the rising sun, both win tomorrow night. Which one do you invite? Speak the truth or my ultimate Ronnie? Um. I guess you look at my ultimate run. Ronnie won the um, the big race at Wagga two starts ago, so um, he might just have the the little bit of the edge in that we've seen more of him this season. Uh, he also went around in the Chariots of Fire where he finished uh, just outside the money, so um, he'd probably be just ahead. But if Speak the Truth can run, come out and run a bit of time, um, certainly. Um, 
the race or, or the the promotion would lose nothing in giving him the invite, especially from a local perspective. So, um, yeah, I, I guess it just depends how they. The fact that Speak the Truth is not in the in the bigger money race might just play against him. But again, it's one of those things. I think either way you look at it, come race time, if if they don't have an invite and they nominate, they're going to be in the race anyway. Mm. And Steve, just quickly, we we're talking about wonderful mm-hmm. apply the star WA mayor. Long odds that she's going to get an invite. Uh, I just don't think, according to the info I've got, RQ just don't rate her. So um, she, she's a long odds and drifting of getting an invite for the rising sun. They're more focused on New Zealand and East Coast horses. They're not looking at Perth and they're certainly not looking at her. I actually texted the trainer yesterday. I'm trying to find it. What he said back. Shane Young? Mm. So just with that, yeah, yeah, just with that, Chris, magnificent storm, obviously coming. Any other interest in any of the others? Trying to, you know, perhaps fill um, a few more spots on a plane to to bring the cost down for all of them from WA. I think they're looking at three-year-olds, but they're no chance of getting the three-year-olds, especially the boys, because the Derby is such a prestigious race over there and worth good money. So. Um, I, I don't think so, but she doesn't seem to be on the radar of uh, RQ officials there. So, yeah. From Shane, he said, yeah, not sure yet, Steve. Um, see how she goes next two to three starts. Would be interested in Queensland, but would have to see about travel arrangements was the message. Mm. I, I find it odd, though, that they're all excited about Magnificent Storm. So if you've got one coming, why not try and get another one? <laughs> Defies logic, but anyway. <laughs> you get a few. Well, exactly, but at least try for one more rather than just one. Yeah. Um, and just one more for you, Chris, while, while I'm thinking of it. You spoke to Darren Weeks. I didn't, haven't had a chance to uh, listen to that. Soap Opera finished runner-up to more sass in the, in the pacing. Did he mention anything about opting to, to have a look at taking her to, to this final tomorrow night? No. $400,000 he... race? He said both two-year-olds, both Soap Opera and Badlander, went straight to the paddock. Badlander's back in work because he's doing too well and they were fearful that he was going to hurt himself. So he'll aim towards some of the uh, the features up here because he's Q-bred. So I think the Breeders' Classic is the first target for him. Soap Opera being New South Wales bred, um, th- there's no sort of rush with her. So I think they're keen um, to take her down to Sydney for the Breeders' Challenge later this year if the form warrants a trip. But uh, she's just gone to the paddock for a bit of an ease-up. Uh, right, so yeah, that, that explains that. Well named soap opera, Steve. Be uh, out of a man, bold and beautiful. One of your favourite shows. I used no to watch doubt. it all the time. Once, seriously. <laughs> yeah. um, one of those shows you could miss for six weeks and just pick it up straight away. But um, I've watched it for a long time. <laughs> Taylor was my favourite, by the way. Uh, I thought you would have been a Ridge fan. But she had a lot of work done subsequently. So, but she's yeah. Arguably, arguably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Well, mm. there you go. Anyway, just a comment. On that note. See you guys. We will talk in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>